Headlines coming up at 7 o'clock here on DFW Sports Station. Sean Shreve, RJ Choppy, and Bobby Bell. Thanks for being a Tolo, trying to get you to your weekend as quickly as possible. The NBA All-Star Game ratings have come in with record low numbers, RJ Choppy. Not good. I know you have the DFW numbers, uh, but they averaged a combined 2.2 rating. Four and a half million viewers. That's a lot of people. Four and a half across two different networks, TNT and TBS. Easily the lowest rated and least watched edition of the game. The previous lows, 21 and 22, had around 6 million viewers. So the NBA, don't know if they'll care. Adam Silver, who I really liked to start off his tenure as commissioner, probably putting his head in the ground, a 29% decline from last year for the NBA All-Star Game, the steepest year-over-year dip in over two decades On 105throughthefan.com with the info. Yeah, and and that number, and you said it was 4.59 million? Yeah. Four and a half million people in yeah. the country watched the All-Star game. So like you said, the Pro Bowl had 6.28 million watch it a couple weeks ago. Better. Uh, and Better. then baseball's All-Star game had 7.51 million, which I was surprised that that beat the Pro Bowl, but it is the only watchable All-Star game of the of the of the bunch. Yeah, it's the most similar to their sport. It's the most similar to their sport. It's a game. It's a, it's an actual real game. Yeah, and you can't half-ass it unless you like start throwing underhand, and that would be really really entertaining. Yeah. Or guys started swinging from the opposite side of the plate, and that would be entertaining. That that that's what the All Star Game is. It's it's like if Mike Trout took every at bat at the All Star Game left-handed. Everyone went. That's the that's the seriousness. That these guys show yeah. during the layup line. Right. It, it, it's all it is. Um, it, it's terrible. It's, it's really an unwatchable event. Um, and and I mean, let's be fair. It's also, did it used to be on at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? And now it's not at 6.30? I'm not sure. I thought we were kids. It was on like middle of the I afternoon. Remember, I, I always, don't remember that. I always remember Daytona 500 and then the NBA All-Star game. I see. I, I remember that yeah. at least like 15 years ago. And, you know. The Daytona, Daytona 500 beat it, right? Uh, it beat it here. Yes, it did. Um, yeah, Broadus. Way to represent. So in um, so they don't really do number ratings anymore locally. That that so they're not doing that. They're doing total impression. That's how they're trying to figure out the new rating system. So the numbers I have are total households watching it. Um, one hundred and fifty-four thousand DFW households tuned in the day, the Daytona Five Hundred. 105,000 households tuned in to the NBA All-Star Game. 99,000 households turned into the All-Star Draft, Sean. Almost as many people watched the draft. Yep. I cared more about the draft to watch LeBron start planting his Kyrie seeds as Luka looked on in the background. Cared way more about the draft than the game. Um, The PGA Genesis Invitational. Uh, had 63,000, and that's, that's you know, you continue to get on the list. That's basically it. Uh, All-Star Saturday night did well. Had 79,000 households. Well, I, I guess it didn't do well. <laughs> um, but that's that was the highest for, for Saturday. This is, this, is, this is an event that people just aren't tuning into. So this article, Sports Media Watch, said TNT is currently pacing at its highest regular season average in four years. 
Highest regular season average in four years, which I did find surprising. Um, NBA games overall were averaging a 0.9 and a 1.6 entering the All-Star break, even with last year. So those are the numbers. NBA All-Star game, a complete and total disaster. How much does it really matter? We talk about it on a Monday, and then we all move on. What if... So I was like I've thought about this before. You know, the the Field of Dreams game was such a popular thing. What if that's how some of these leagues tried to tap back into All-Star stuff? Rucker Park? Is yeah, like honestly, like play the game at Rucker. Well, I think that chain nets and wind. Honestly, yeah. yeah, play the game. It's it's a it's an exhibition game. It doesn't matter. Play it at Rucker. Make it three on three. For me, um, that's a one time thing, though. Like the Field of Dreams, going back to the second time, I didn't really care. I don't even know if they went back a second time. I think they did. They did. But you go there for the first time. Two last place team. I was all <laughs> I was all <laughs> in, and I'd seen it. Right. It's it's like how do, how do we feel about you know the outdoor hockey when they oh, do the cool. Winter classic? Yeah, that does great numbers. Yeah, for hockey, it does it does tremendous? So I don't know why. I maybe maybe. What if it was tra- new, what if it was like traveling? What if it was like traveling? Like they're just playing street ball courts in different cities. Like if they came yeah. to Dallas and played street ball, people would want to go down there and do that. No doubt. And so I mean, it would at least create buzz. I think in yeah. that sense, it's yeah. just something different. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a problem though. I mean, of the this is a fantasy of the 100 most viewed TV shows of 2022, I think 82 were NFL, and there were more soccer than NBA games. Because of the World Cup? No. Say that again? Uh, Of the 100 most viewed sporting events of 2022, yeah, I I bet you some would be World Cup, Uh, over 80 were NFL games. And there were more NBA than, I'm sorry, more soccer than NBA games on the list. So even World Cup, I mean, you would would count NBA finals. Yeah. I think they have to figure out a way. So what what the Pro Bowl did in making a flag football they increase the players want to. Um, somehow, some way, they did it. When these guys took off their helmets, and it felt more one-on-one, which made them try harder playing that flag football format. But you could you could see they were trying. You could tell there was a little bit of pride, and and them going for the flags like required more effort than than the tackling, where it's like, all right, let me touch you with two hands, and you're going to go down. They have to figure out a way to put these guys' pride in the firing line here to make them try a little bit more. Well, well you know, I think football, by doing the, the flag thing, they admitted to the public, we don't care. And they, that... They knew that, though. No, they knew that, but they finally admitted it. And that, like, that kind of relief... Okay, get it. No, you're honest with us for once. We, If the NBA were to go to, like, three-on-three, three, the big three... You know, do that big three thing yeah. and just do like a three on three hoop it up kind of tournament. I'd be much more interested in that than I'm in an NBA all-star game. Do a do a game to a, do a bunch of games to 11 uh, NBA hoop it up style. And let's go. What if you like, I, I mean, what if you were to like, literally, this is just, this may be a terrible idea, but what if you were to take, you know, really popular current street ball players, like you take one or two of them and they're represented on each side. And then you're on the court with these street ball players who then you're getting embarrassed by some yep. like Rafer Alston skip to my Lou. Yes. Like that might be something that gets them like their pride kicks in. That, yes. Something like that. Um, but let's, I think 
they should also, you know, overall focus on we got a bigger problem with the NBA regular season and this load management stuff. This is a one-time thing. You know, we have some talk topics about it for a week, and then no one cares until this time next year and the dunk contest where another Mac McClung hopefully shows up. The or ball, maybe Matt McClung shows up again. Maybe he shows up to, again. To defend his crown. What did the Baltimore Orioles say yesterday that set off their fan base? Oh, they stepped in it, man. Woo! They stepped in it. Easy to uh, do that in Baltimore. Yes. You know, John no, It's Angela. not easy to step in it. It's easily to get hit by it. <laughs> is that dangerous? Is it dangerous there still? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't been back. Won't go back. Yeah. Not, not, not going back. Game at Candom Yards. Okay, fine. Before they tear the place down and get a new one. All right, so do you know who John... Angelos is. I don't, but... Peter Angelos' son. I know the last name. There's the assumption. Uh, He is the CEO of the Baltimore Orioles, Sean. And he was asked about the team's low payroll. Said the 2022 team overachieved. And he also said, it's not my job to predict payroll. Okay, fair. It's not your job to predict the payroll. Well, what is your job, John? Well, he says... I cannot believe this came out of his mouth, Sean. I cannot believe it. He says his priorities <laughs> for the or- for the organization. This is amazing. In order. <laughs> In order. Bringing, number one. <laughs> Secure the bag. Bringing concerts to Camden Yard. Oh. <laughs> it's the CEO. Oh, man. Number two. <laughs> The partnership with the city of Baltimore. Oh, no. Get us a new stadium. Forget about the AL East. Number three. The team. (laughs) This is the CEO. Concerts. Concerts one. The CEO of the Baltimore Orioles, which I checked my notes. There's still a baseball uh, uh, team. A team with more exciting young talent than a lot of other teams. I mean, the Rangers would trade places with the Baltimore Orioles today. Not only the rain, not only the oh, Orioles. You, you have, think so? Oh, with, with, with like the win now that we have, uh, the, the the big three. Well, see, I could, see the Orioles, stadiums with them. The Orioles already had Ooh, hot take. The Orioles already had a better team last year that fought for a playoff spot, and they also have the number one prospect, and they have the, like the number ten prospect. Yeah. So it, it's not even close. Like you, you. Uh, I I would be I would be willing to bet that even teams like. I don't know. Like, the Astros wouldn't trade places with the Orioles. No. Uh, and the Dodgers wouldn't, and the Yankees wouldn't. But like that, they, the rest of them would consider it. The rest of the teams in baseball would consider it. They would trade places with them today. I was trying to think of the last executive to do something this stupid, and I immediately thought of that Cardinals executive, who basically told the team, "Like, keep on running your mouth. I'll move us out of here." Remember that guy? Wait, uh, was this the the guy who looked like a mafia boss? I'm trying to remember what his name was. With the, oh. the Arizona Cardinals? St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, St. Louis. The St. Louis Cardinals exec who was like, keep on talking. I think it was St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis? I'm trying to think. It was a baseball exec who was, who was oh, like. Oh, no, Cincinnati. It was the C- Reds. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Reds. Peyton. My yeah. bad. Cincinnati Reds, if you can find it in the system. Uh, yeah. Marge shot. Yeah. It was not Marge shot, uh, oh. but he did say, he goes, yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll, uh, keep going. We'll we move. haven't heard from him anymore. Yeah, we'll, we'll move to Nashville. We'll be in Vegas tomorrow. Uh, keep, keep coming. Keep talking. Keep talking. Bless you. Imagine uh, if imagine if the Rangers owners said this. And by the way, this tells you why Jerry never wants to change the surface because the concert money, the other 
event money that comes in when these games are not being played. Right? I mean, he wouldn't be able to have concerts during the season if he had grass. I mean, they maybe they would, but it, it would be tough. Like you'd have to roll it out and then use the you know use the cement underneath. But and we then have a team CEO admitting concerts won. I know. <laughs> How much money do they make off those? Well, like what, what's so, the overhead on that? All right. So is it Luke Combs is going to be at AT and T? Um, hopefully, Let's uh, get those hopefully I'll be there, Joe Trahan. If you're listening, so <laughs> I mean, if you let's just say a place seats a hundred thousand people, like Beyonce's coming. Uh, and okay, so Beyonce's coming. Beyonce. Beyonce's probably. Let's just say Beyonce's charging five hundred dollars a ticket, which probably isn't, but who knows? Today, mm-hmm. I mean, the Eagles were charging three hundred fifty bucks a ticket Ugh. to go see him. Yeah, love Glenn Fry. Uh, well, I don't think he's here anymore. Oh damn. Um. So let's just say Beyonce charges $500 a ticket, mm-hmm. which she's not, but let's just say she is. Yep. At 80,000 people in the stadium, at $500 a ticket, do your math on that one there, she's paying, she pays, or Live Nation pays for the stadium for the week or for the day, and then they charge the ticket money, and that's how they recoup their money. So Jerry's making tons of cash. Mavs are back in action. Dak has a new quarterback coach, and is Patrick Kane about to join the struggling stars? Headlines for this Thursday morning. Next on The Fan.